What is going on, guys? This is Gene Jensen. It is time for another Friday Night Live. Where'd you come from? <laughs> What's going on, guys? I got Jordan with me trying to drink my my water. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, what's going on? What's going on? Um, Jordan's actually going to help me tonight. I don't know how he's going to help me, but he's going to help me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we got some cool things planned. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a second. Let me see who's on and see who. Uh, Who's been on? You guys have been on for a while. Hey, Alex, how you doing? Casey Watson? What's up, man? Oh, guess what tomorrow is? What's tomorrow, Jordan? Dove season, baby. Opening day of dove season. That is like a family tradition in my house. It's my favorite day of the year. <laughs> yep, we're going to have a party. And then we go shoot some birds. And then Dad <laughs> gets to cut them up and, and fry them and make them taste good. So. What's going on? What's going on? What's up, Michael Philardo says, "What's up, Jordan? How did you do in that competition you were in last month?" Um, where did I come in? It's like fourth, fifth. It's fourth. I came in fourth. Yeah, he came in fourth. And I'm gonna come in first this month. Who won? Who won last month? <laughs> you gotta stop bragging about that uh, All right. What's up? What's up? Michael Davis, how you doing, man? Uh, Michael Keenan, DM Outdoors. Am I going to post my dove hunt? Probably not. Uh, I will. Jordan probably will. No, we're going to we're going to mount. Last time I mounted a GoPro to a shotgun, I shot three doves. And yeah, with three. I shot a triple. And then, yeah. I have yes. a double on film somewhere. Yeah. All right. So for you guys who are joining me through my podcast, welcome. Thanks for listening. Um, and, uh, thanks for joining us, you guys. This is awesome. We're going to do a couple of giveaways. First one I want to talk about is the, the monthly one that we do. It is, uh, stuck on fluke. Basically what you do, you go to my website, you buy a $5 sticker, fluke master sticker, you get it, stick it on whatever you want to stick it on and take a picture of it and put it on Instagram. I'm trying to find the banner while I do that. Um, put it on Instagram and then use the hashtag stuck on fluke and tag me. So once at the end of each month, I'm going to draw a winner. And at the end of, or next May, end of next May, I'm going to draw a winner and I'm going to put all the other winners into a hat and we're going to draw them out. And whoever I pick, I'm going to go, we're going to set up a trip. I'm going to go to your house, pick you up, and we're going to go fishing for a day or two. So it should be a lot of fun. Um, so stuck on fluke. That's one. The next one, um, I guess we got enough people on to do that to talk about it. The next one is 13 fishing contacted me and wants me to uh, do a giveaway here on, on Friday night live. And I'm giving away seven different uh, jabber jaws. Okay. So this is the new 13 fishing jabber jaw. And I don't know if I can get it to focus. Let me see. There we go. Look at the bill. It's a metal bill. And when you, when you reel it in, the bill rocks back and forth and stuck inside this little part right there are some metal cheeks. And so there's no rattles in it, but when it goes, it sounds like that. 
you guys can hear that. I don't know what micro what uh, what uh, microphone I'm using, either my computer or that one. But anyway, so it sounds like a chatterbait or a a, um, a jackhammer chatterbait. So I've got seven of them here, and so during this live event, Jordan is going to randomly pick seven people from the comments. I'm not going to try to get it to focus, but oh, that's not one. Hold on, maybe it's six. One, two, three. Oh, six comments, not seven. I had seven crankbaits in my box, and this is not a jabber draw. So, but anyway, seven or six comments, and we're going to, the way we're going to do this is kind of difficult, but I, I think this is the best way. Uh, he's going to write down the, the names. We're going to announce them at the end, and whoever wins, get with me either on Facebook or Instagram and send me your address. I send it to 13. They send you a brand new in the box. You can't have any of mine. Uh, they're hard to find right now. Like I said, I've got six of them in this box, in this Plano box, and uh, you can't have mine, but you're going to get one. So how cool is that? All right. Heck, somebody already donated $5. How, how about it, man? Jeremy Bowersock, where's your comment so I can bring it up here? Thanks, man. He's a fluke master. Why are my buzz baits running sideways? Is it the braided line? All my buzz baits are doing this. Thoughts. If they're just kind of running to the side, that's normal. A single bladed buzz bait, because of the torque and the direction that the blade is turning, it's going to run to one side. Turning on its side um, means that there's something either wrong with the blade or so it's not aligned right. And I've got a video that shows how to uh, how to tune a buzz bait. Um, it's basically my my everything about a buzz bait video. There's two of them. It's a it's a two series video, so it should be pretty good. So anyway, check that out. But I'm not sure. I'd have to see it. But it's not your your braided line. I don't fish braided line with a buzz bait because a buzz bait tumbles a lot when you cast uh, sometimes, and then it'll wrap into that braided line, and then you're just screwed so but anyway so jordan you get to pick six random comments that means as crazy as you guys comment i'm gonna have a hard time finding and reading comments <laughs> but anyway what else is new um i got a collab set up for the next couple of weeks uh you guys will uh will hear about that uh when it happens, but I'm pretty excited. I just got off the phone with him. So uh, I get to go to Gunnersville and fish there for the rest of the month. I'm finished with my um, my Georgia KBF State Challenge. Uh, it he goes. It goes. Shut up. Jane Damien's watching. Ah, I don't want him to know. He didn't win. I promised Damien. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> I got to go to Gunnersville and pre fish for the Spro Frog Tournament, the Kayak Spro Frog Tournament, and the KBF National Championship. So I'm done fishing the challenge. Um, I hope I've got enough to win. We will see. But it, shut up. Um, I'm going to kick him out in a minute. He's going to have to do it on his phone. But anyway, so we're going to have to. I've lost my train of thought. Never mind. So that's what you ha happens when you get a teenager. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, how do I feel about the double fluke rig? I love it. I fished, been fishing one for many, many years. Thank you for not calling it the donkey rig. I don't know where that came from, but it's been the double fluke rig since it was invented somewhere along the Savannah River a hundred years ago. So, uh, yeah, I don't know who made up the donkey rig. It's it has nothing to do with it. Anyway, I don't agree with that name at all. Um, 
Hey, that's a good idea. Hookshot says uh, about the buzz bait. Says tell him to remove the skirt on the buzz bait and throw on a creature bait. It's fire. I use a horny toad and I use a uh, a single tail grub, a fat Albert grub, are my two favorites. I rarely ever have the skirt on it. Rarely. Matter of fact, the one I threw yesterday was a, a black one with a black uh, horny toad on it. So, uh, Kevin Moss says I've got a question about. I assume that says jerk baits instead of jerbaits. Uh, anyway, I got a question about jerk baits. When throwing on a water body, mainly feeding on bluegill, should I throw bluegill colors or stick uh, to the main three? Clear, flashy, bright. Um, stick to the main three. Uh, to be honest with you, because bluegill are flashy, they're they're kind of bright colored. It all depends on your water clarity and stuff like that. I don't throw jerk baits in muddy water. It has to be fairly clear. Um, but uh, I've never really seen a difference between throwing a minnow colored one and a, and a bluegill colored one. It's a reaction bait. Woo. Let's see. Sorry. I'm trying to weed through the comments. Um, no, that's a good comment. Good question. Hogjaws Outdoors says, Hey fluke, what conditions would be best for painted blades versus gold or silver blades on a spinner bait? I only throw painted blades in really muddy water. It's when I'm tempted to do it. And it's that bright orange blade um, is what I throw in muddy water. Um, it's just low light stuff, really. I'm thinking white painted blades I'd throw like in the, when there's no sun in the shade and that kind of stuff, or when there's uh, cloudy, cloudy weather. But I've never really put that to the test, but that would be my thought. But muddy water the only time I really throw painted blades is, is when it's just, it's mud soup. So. <laughs> Michael Moon talking about me and you, yeah. the, the competitiveness. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, yeah. I rag him hard. Jordan is so easy, though. So easy. He gets so riled up. <laughs> And I'm such a trash talker to the point where if you saw a video of me and Jordan going at each other, you would think <laughs> that I was the meanest dad on the planet. Uh, uh, we trot, we talk trash fierce. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's hey, Gene, just saying hi for now. I'll come up with a question of you. Thanks, Joshua. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Tad Myers. Thanks for the 25. He says, love the content, brother. When you first started yak fishing, how long did it take you to come up with a system for tackle organization? Whoo, I'm still coming up with it. Uh, I always feel like I have my stuff all over the place and it drives me nuts. One thing that I've learned is putting things away when you're done with them. I have a cup holder that holds like things that I'll, I, I want to dig through a little bit later, or maybe baits I want to reuse later on in the day. I have a little cup holder between my feet. Other than that, it goes back in the box. Everything has its place. My net has its place. My, my pliers do, uh, my scale, my measuring board, everything has an exact place that I have figured out through the way I fish where it needs to go to stay out of the way when I'm not using it, but be there for me to get it and get it quickly. So that's the best thing is don't just throw things around. I do have a pile of used plastics up in the front of the boat, but that's because I don't throw things in the water. So. Everyone does. Don't do that. Yeah, Tad, thanks for the question, man. I really understand that. But yeah, it's a it's a work in progress. I'm always trying new things. So um, 
Kayla says, I need to get my husband to put some uh, husband some stickers to put on the, his kayak. Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, am I going to be at Rocky Mountain again? Uh, Maybe Monday. Uh, Jordan's trying to talk me into going fishing with him on Monday. We have to go Monday. That's the only day I can fish. Oh, yeah. He's fishing the tournament. So, uh -huh. yeah, probably Monday. Maybe Tuesday if uh, if he gets done with his schoolwork early enough. Yeah. I know so, yep. They got what a flexible learning day on mm -hmm. on Tuesday. Uh, snowboarding twenty one. Thanks for the thanks for the five bucks, man. See, finally caught you live. Thanks for all the content. Lost my first F. Lost my first FG knot. I think I nicked it when I was trimming. Any tips for confidence in the knot? Um, spend a lot of time practicing it at home is what I did. I mean, I spent four days learning it or three days learning it and i spent another four days practicing it once i learned it and you learn all the little things to see that's wrong with it uh you know if you goof up you know it if you're confident enough in it to know when you got something wrong and you just cut it off and retie it um but yeah i've nicked the knot too and that happens don't i don't cut it as close i do cut the braid or the fluorocarbon close but the braid i don't really cut too close so uh and jesse is right the the modified Albright uh, Alberto or it's called a modified Albright or an Alberto knot same knot is easier to tie the problem is it doesn't last as long it can it gets beat up in the guide so you got to know after 600 cast or 500 cast that you need to cut it off and retie which is fine I used to do it all the time but the FG knot I can make it last for weeks and not have to retie it so let's see. <laughs> Damien, <laughs> you need to post what you have. It's killing me. So because I have to, st I stopped uh, fishing the, the KBF challenge tournament today and it goes on to the 21st. I'm sandbagging. Some, uh, I'm sandbagging. Yep. And Damien knows I'm sandbagging. He's in second place right now. And him and I fished together today. I watched him catch two good ones. And so, yeah. I'm not going to post them. I don't want to give anybody any motivation as to what I have. So, Damien, I've got, I told you, I think I have like 95 inches, maybe 97. So, uh, let's see. Black Bass Angler, how do you keep your bait fish alive the longest? I don't use live bait fish. Um, do I? Yeah, I do minnows when I'm crappy fishing. Yeah. I just you put them. I have a little bucket with an aerator in it that I that I keep them in. And uh, we when we crappy fish in the wintertime, it, they don't last long. So <laughs> Robert Stone says, "Flukes on my favorite time of the week." Thanks, man. I appreciate it. That's awesome. Um, do I know the release date of the new Motor Guide kayak motor? I do not, and it and probably at my own fault. I haven't been pressing them. Uh, I need to. I need to start sending some emails to my contacts over there and say, please tell me, because I really want to know when they're coming out. I have two, but they're both uh, pre-productions. So, um, let's see. Trying to, oh, you got so, a couple of people having a conversation. That's what I'm. That's why I'm having trouble with it. Okay. 
Uh, which is fine. I don't mind. I just have to weed through them. Ethan Tang, if I have dirty water, should I use JJ's Magic Chartreuse on my Junebug Cinco's and my Black and Blue Rage Menace trailers? No, not really. You, it actually the Junebug, the Chartreuse changes the tail and stuff. A pretty cool color, and I've done it and it's worked. Uh, black and blue, mm, probably not. I that that's a good enough color to fish in muddy water. So, um, David Carlson, do you save your soft plastics? I don't throw them in the water. Uh, I usually throw them in the trash when I get home. So I don't save them. Uh, it just, I just never have. So, um, Let's see. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, when would you use big a big glide baits, five and a half inch? The time now when I use good big glide baits is actually when I'm pre-fishing for tournaments. I the cool thing about a big glide bait is a big bass will follow that son of a gun all the way back to the boat. You may not catch him, but you know he's there. And if I'm pre-fishing two or three days before the tournament, I'm throwing a big glide bait and I'm just looking for that big follower or those multiple big followers to give me an area where I know big fish are. So if I need a kicker, I can go get it. So, or at least go try to get it. Richard E, man, thanks for the 10 bucks. You guys that donate, you're, you're awesome. I really appreciate it. Um, it helps put shoes on their feet. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, it really does help out. I, I, uh, I, it helps me replace a lot of camera equipment, which is what I need to do here shortly. Yes. I, I got one that messed up yesterday. I can't plug it in anymore, so I have to make sure the batteries are charged, which sucks. Um, is it your Sony? Yeah, my Sony. I wore out the plug. It, it can work. I just have to duct tape it. Yeah. Good old duct tape and zip ties. Uh, what's up, Fluke? I'm going to buy a heavy rod from 13. Uh, what reel and rod do you recommend? A heavy rod. My favorite one is a seven foot three heavy. Uh, I had two of them on my kayak today. Ah, uh, the fake blacks have, I think. Yeah. yeah, the fake, the new fake black heavy, but but their seven foot three heavy is what I usually go for. Uh, good reel is the new concept A. Um, yeah. It casts an absolute mile. Uh, which is never something I harp on because I don't think that's super important, important, but they built it to be a really, really rugged reel. Um, and I've been beating one up a couple of them up this last three months. So goodness gracious, look at all the donations popping in. You guys are awesome. I'll get to those in just a second. Um, Hey, Stefan, that's true. He says, if you put hydroperoxide in with your bait fish, it keeps, uh, keeps them alive longer. Just make sure you use the right ratio. Don't put too much, um, but it does. It helps uh, helps with the oxygenation. So, um, yeah, Brett Coleman, man, thanks for the ten bucks, brother. I appreciate it. Doug Doug Stubbs, uh, thanks for the five bucks. He says, I will still love your show even after the dogs hammer my hogs on the twenty sixth, dude. Right. Jordan, how excited are you about the SEC oh, it, it's, season this see, year? See, that's the only thing I'm glad that Corona did. Okay, it's <laughs> the all SEC season is going to be the greatest football season ever. <laughs> Jordan is my sports freak. Uh -huh. Oh man! At least, 
every team will at least lose one game. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Fishing Georgia just got my first kayak. How do I keep my stuff in when I flip? Right now. Tether it or lose it is basically what it is. Or get you a kayak that doesn't flip. A bona fide will flip if you try really hard. Uh, but the uh, like when I fell out of the bona fide last spring, um, I was reaching down. I dropped a radio in the water and I was reaching down in the radio as the radio was sinking. And I got this left shoulder over top of the gunnel and I started to, to tip a little bit too far. So I threw myself in the water and the boat just stayed upright and I didn't lose anything. And then I got back in the boat, scared the snot out of everybody. And nobody had a camera on me. I was not happy about that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, War Eagle. War Eagle. All right, we got to get by all the college comments. I'm going backwards to read some comments that I've missed. Uh, what do I think about whopper ploppers? I have a hard time catching fish on them. Uh, I do catch fish on them, but it's not one of those things where that's the ticket. You know, that's the thing I'm definitely going to catch them on. I'd, I'd rather throw a buzz bait with a with a uh, a little fat Albert grub on it. Uh, Kenyatta Bush, dude, that's a cool name. Watch the video of you and Brian Latimer this week. Great combo with two of my favorite anglers. Dude, I love B-Lat. I have – I. well, when he first started social media, um, I that's back when I thought I knew everything about social media marketing. I was like, dude, you're doing it right. I said, I don't – and I told him, I said, I don't want anybody to – I don't want you to listen to anybody that tells you that you need to change the way you're doing things. Just be you and do it right. And dude, it's been fun to watch his climb in social media and on YouTube. And then he starts winning tournaments. And oh my gosh, yeah, dude. I wish I still lived close to him because uh, we'd fish all the time. <laughs> we have a lot of fun, fun when we're together. So yeah, one of the best people around. So um, hey, Gene, I'm a bank fisherman and have been getting frustrated by losing lures. Are you writing down comments and stuff? Okay. Uh, frustrated by losing lures. Any tips when you can't tell what's in the pond and maybe how to avoid getting snagged and losing lures? Uh, use lures that are use rigs and lures that are designed to be as snag free as possible. Uh, my number one is a Texas rig. Okay. Just a not, not a weightless Texas rig, a Texas rig with a bullet weight on the front. And I drag it around and hop it around and everything else. And you can, bury that hook to where it's not going to get snagged as much. Then remember as you're dragging it up and you feel like you're dragging it over a tree or anything and you feel it start to snag, don't pull hard backwards, drop it to a slack line and just pop it tight again. And a lot of times that'll pop it right over top of what you're doing. The biggest mistake that beginners make is they instantly pull it tight and they try to pull it tight and shake it and shake it and it just buries that hook. So just feel it. So man, can you run upstairs and all next to my bed? Actually, go out in my truck and the door of my truck is some antacids. I don't know why I've got heartburn. I haven't eaten anything that would give it to me. But anyway. Woo! Yeah, it's out front. Joseph Keller. Hey, Fluke, when is a good time to change hooks and when, when fishing hooks, when fishing plastic baits? Um, 
usually what I do is, is if I'm the only time I ever change a hook is, is when I actually feel that it's dull and I don't check it enough as I, as often as I should. But another time is, is when I'm fishing braid, I check to make sure I don't bend that thing out because braided line and stiff rods can bend out hooks on hook sets pretty easy. So I always am looking and I don't like to flex it back because then you weaken the hook. I just take it off and tie a new one. Other than that, most of them like the owner are, are must add uh, ultra points. They, those last a long time. And then Gamagatsu hooks, their, their sharpness, especially on those ones that I use all the time, which are the little G finesse uh, flipping hooks. They, that they stay sharp for a long time. I broke one off the other day and I was like, man, I freaking fished that hook for a month and a half and not had to replace it. So anyway, love it. And I'm not sponsored by them either. Um, let me think. Back blast, black bass angler. Thanks, girl. Thanks for the 10 bucks. I appreciate it. You're awesome. You're awesome. I Let's see. Uh, Doug Stubbs, thanks for the $5. I will still love your show even after the dogs. Oh, I already read that one. Um, oh, here it is. It's down here. Thanks, man. Best ones on the planet right here. Yeah, <laughs> for candy. <laughs> <laughs> They're the chewable ones. I'll just take one as I drop it. Oh, goodness. Uh, Joshua, thanks for the five bucks. Says, oh, I have to thank you. I caught my PB this week while on orders in charleston south carolina 3.68 pounds that's awesome not huge but it's my starting point your advice is yeah. great yeah dude that's freaking sick that is awesome congratulations oh yeah let's see is that the jackhammer worth 20 dollars? which one is the jackhammer oh is, oh, is the, the jackhammer jack worth 20 dollars? yes yeah no doubt yes it's worth 20 bucks I pay full price for mine. I go to the store and get them. How often should I clean my fishing poles? How should I clean my, my rods? I clean mine once a year, except for my frog rod. Well, that one's just, it's just that's just always nasty. Yeah, it's, but it's, starting right it's now through the end of November, I'm going to be frog fishing in some slop. And that rod gets horribly nasty. nasty. The reel gets caked up and everything else. The best way to clean it is just with a wet washcloth, soapy wet washcloth. And, and just make sure you go hit every guide and then, um, and then just wipe it down. That's all you do. Don't be careful with the cork. Leave the cork dirty unless you have cork conditioner and uh, filler. Because once you start cleaning that cork, the filler that the company's put in it will fall out or will work its way out and you'll have pitted cork and you don't want to do that. So I leave the cork dirty, but I clean the rods and the guides or the, the rod part and the guides and everything else and the real seat. So. <laughs> big, yeah. Big tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. You want to see me puke? Let me take a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. On my keto diet, they always talked about drinking an apple cider vinegar drink. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm nauseous for like an hour. Uh, what rigs uh, What rigs do you use to target suspended bass at 8 to 15 feet? 
if it's clear water, I'm using a fluke and getting to come up to it. If it's muddy water and they're suspended, they're not going to bite. Um, but if I've got a visibility of three to four or five feet, I'm going to throw a fluke or a jerk bait or something like that, but usually a fluke. Uh, Thomas Bell, any monthly winter updates? The month just started. So yeah, the month just started. I got, I've got to send a, I got to send the gift cards to a, to the winner. I think Thomas yeah. Bell may have been the one that won it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm waiting on my web guy. If you, if you're the one that won it this last month, I'm waiting on my web guy to give me a, uh, another code. Usually takes a week or two, and they're just pretty busy. Um, fish in Georgia, you should collab with Georgia Bassmasters and catch some grass carp. Georgia Bassmasters and checks and catch grass carp. I mean, mm. I'll shoot grass carp. Yeah. <laughs> go go, water. go fishing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jay Waller. Uh, I have a deep lake with zero grass, tons of docks. Is that limiting my shallow fish uh, in the summertime? They'll be under the docks. <clears throat> but the thing is, is that they'll be under the deeper docks, closer to the deepest water. Um, but what I still flip and throw shaky heads around those docks if you can get there, but yeah, it's going to limit, but it's not going to eliminate it. Um, if you're stuck on the bank, if you're bank fishing, then I would go and I'd pay attention to the wind the, the two, three days prior to you going fishing and the wind direction will tell you where that wind's been blowing into. And any of any of those banks that the wind's been blowing into are going to have oxygenated water and the bass are more than likely going to be shallower uh than if it wasn't there so what is jordan's personal best bass eight pounds caught in june this year caught an eight pounder in june this month this year dragon worm yep what have we been doing for the last three and a half months dragon worm, dragon worm. how many bags of Gosh. of uh it's gotta be like 20 old monster trick or old monsters and what's the 13 one the the big squirm we've yeah. gone through so many dang worms it's got to be like 20 or 30 do glide baits work all year i don't know i don't know like i said i only use glide baits when i am searching for fish when i'm pre-fishing for tournaments so i really wouldn't be able to tell you i have outfished them yeah. danny davidson I hope we get to meet you down at nationals we will hook you up with a couple tactical yak stickers. That's right, man. I got a little place in on the back the tailgate of my truck where I put stickers like that from guys. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, come on down. And and then anybody who meet whoever sees me, it it ticks me off when I get a message to say, Hey, I was here and here and I I was too scared to come and say hi. Drives me nuts. I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, just come say hi. <laughs> Tyler's real fishing. Tyler, oh, what's going on, brother? He's getting a jabber jaw. Uh, <laughs> don't give him a jabber jaw. He's got enough jabber jaw. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gene has uh, been skipping my comments and making me sad. <laughs> uh, yep, I will skip your comments all day long. <laughs> How would you fish 60 degree water in a super grassy lakes? Uh, William Stunson, thanks for the five bucks. Um, Boy, I wish I had 60 degree water. Yeah, dude. I, I wish that, I had grassy The outside edge and shallow. Right now we're fishing 85 to 90 degree water. It's nasty. And uh, 
So, but yeah, super grassy lakes, always outside weed lines and two or three, four foot in, unless you start seeing a lot of action further in. But 60 degrees, I'd, man, I'd give my right leg for 60 yeah. degree water right now. Um, would you talk a kayak angler out of getting a boat? Nope. Oh. I love my Lumacraft. I love my kayak. Each of them have their own strengths and weaknesses. I love my kayak as soon as I got the motor. Yep. <laughs> Yep, yep. I Tyler, you're gonna make me go back and look for your other comments. I'm not a waste of time. Dave, man, uh, I have trouble rigging a shaky head that doesn't have the spring and keeping it straight. Do you have any videos showing rigging plastics in different hook styles? Yes, my last shaky head video, I, I went through that. The two different styles. And it doesn't have to be straight, not a shaky head. So Scoby 63. Thanks for the five bucks, man. I appreciate it. It says, Hey, Fluke, what's your crank anchor setup over trolley anchor on your yak? So I have an anchor trolley. I'm still trying to get the bugs out of it. It's the first time I've ever had an anchor trolley on my kayak. And then I have the, um, uh, the anchor wizard the, to bring up the line and bring up the anchor. The reason I have an anchor trolley, there are times, even if I have the, you know, I have the uh, motor guide XI3 and even there are times when even a spot lock is not going to help me because of angles I want to cast. And so if I spot lock it, it's always got me facing right into the wind. Well, sometimes I don't want to, sometimes I want to be facing this way so I can deep crank. So I use the anchor or the anchor wizard and a trolley to position where that, uh, where that anchor is on my boat. So, um, but uh but yeah dude i'm gonna do a video as soon as i get my uh my battery i'm getting a, a dakota lithium battery for my kayak as soon as i get all that set up i'm gonna do a full walkthrough of all the rigging and everything else and and explain why i have things in certain places in my kayak so it ought to be pretty fun any recommended recommendations for chickamauga tomorrow i haven't been to chicken about a year so i don't know so i'm having withdrawals uh, Thomas Bell, what would be the best color in clear green shallow water on a hot morning? Have you picked the names yet? I haven't. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm okay. Right. I don't I'm see you writing gonna, anything down. What would be the best green color green. in clear green shallow water on a hot summer morning? Oh, buzzbait. I'm thinking a oh, white buzzbait. Really? Early in the morning, no wind, I'd be throwing a buzzbait. If there's wind, a whopper, that's when a whopper flopper works. So, Hey, Andy Leonard says you should do some seminars at the East Tennessee Fishing Show this next year. If they would ever contact me, I'd be glad to do them. I'm there every year. Yeah. So that'd be awesome, though. Uh, Swampland, thanks for the five bucks, man. He says, do you like Rapala Shad Wraps for fall winter transition? Yes, 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 and yes. Shad Wrap number fives and number sixes. Uh, and what size would you recommend? Uh, I already told you for area swamps. Also, I bought 600 yards of Sea Guard Visix. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome, man. He says, uh, yeah, what size? I always fives and sixes is what I throw. I don't have anything else. I lost an entire box of probably 30 uh, fives one time, and I have no clue where it went. I hope somebody didn't steal it from me, but it just disappeared. So, Hog Jaws Outdoors, uh, weeks fishing. I've been having good luck on G with dragging big worms over eelgrass patches. I, that's how I caught them the other day. 
Definitely, definitely. And it's going to change between now and the national championship. It is going to change. So I'm basically the next few weeks, I'm just going to be fishing and having fun and making videos for you guys. So I'm finally going to get back to making instructional videos. Now that he's in school, I can go do it on my own. I'm no, the one who gets the videos done. Yeah, he edits them. So and makes you film them. Yeah. What would you throw in a lake that has a very high bait fish to bass ratio? Uh, I mainly fish from the bank. Woo! Sounds like Oconee. Dude, I don't. Hmm. I don't really. The thing is, is it, it doesn't change my way, my my thought process. Even if it does have a lot of bait, I look for the part of the lake that has the most bait. I mean, that's when I'm having a hard time catching them. But typically, like, and I and I'm I'm saying Oconee because Lake Oconee used to be that way. It was bad. I, had, I mean, there were guys, professional guys going out there at night and catching shad and putting them in these giant tanks and taking them to other lakes because Oconee had so many shad. Um, but I would throw spinner baits a lot and crank baits and just cover the bank as much as I could. And then once I got bit, I would slow down. But my train of thought doesn't change between uh, any lakes, really. But bait, uh, big bait fish, I just kind of ignore and just go fishing. So tough scoby thanks for the five bucks another five bucks thanks man he says hey fluke best time season and conditions for drop shot worms um i start about a, a month after the spawn and i go all summer long until um until the fall until the fall transition and then i get away from it they're they're they can be good during the winter time but not soup not great so um, hook shot. I have not used a buzz jet. Uh, Evan Gary. Hey, I've been fishing Cinco's here in Louisiana for two to three weeks in chocolate brown water and have not gotten a bite. Never caught a bass on an artificial before. Any tips? Yes. If you got chocolate brown water, get away from uh, baits that don't make any noise or don't have any vibration. So, uh, start throwing a spinner bait, start throwing uh, a crank bait. Um, but a spinnerbait is what I would do, especially if you're bank fishing. Um, what else? A, a rattle trap, a buzz bait, anything that's got a lot of vibration or makes a lot of noise so they can find it. The biggest thing is, is bass, largemouth are sight feeders primarily. They, they will feed in muddy water using their lateral line because it, it, it uh, senses vibration, but nine times out of 10, they're sight feeders. But when you get into that chocolate brown water, you've got to use something that they can feel with their lateral line and hone in on. So what does the G on your hat stand for? Go dogs. It's Georgia Bulldogs. So I've been a Bulldogs fan my entire life. Yep. <laughs> so is Jordan. <laughs> uh, what would you throw in, in shallow weedy or what would you throw in shallow weedy lakes from the bank? A mojo rig's my favorite. Uh, I've got a video about it. It, it. You can also, instead of, if you watch the mojo um, rig video, it's basically, it's on a spinning rod. It's a finesse style Carolina rig, kind of. You got a hook, six inches above it. You either pinch on a split shot or you put a, a mojo weight on it, which are really hard to find. You can find them at Tack Warehouse, but that's about it. Pinch it on, and then you're fishing a straight tail worm, just dragging it across the grass. Whenever I'm faced with any kind of submerged grass, I always have one close. 
especially in tournaments. So, all right, I'm gonna jump ahead because I know I'm way behind in comments. See, Ethan Tang, what's going on, man? He says, if you are bank fishing in dirty neighborhoods, lakes, would you use a whopper plopper or buzz bait for barren banks with some rock? A, 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 a buzz bait, I'm sorry, a buzz bait. It also has some wood that is less than six inches under the water. Definitely a buzz bait because it's less likely to get hung. I remember the first time I ever fished a whopper plopper, it came in a mystery tackle box. I was bank fishing and on the fourth cast, I got it caught in a little tree that was just under the surface and I didn't have any way to get it. So I had to go out there and get it. And I got into about up to here in water to get it. <laughs> so, um, because I was doing a, a, one of the, my challenges. Was it the extractor video? I can't remember. Or isn't the extractor one? Uh, game time is spinner rate good for fall. Yes. When I, when I go, when the fall transition happens, which is what my next few videos are going to be on. Fall transition happens, the bass start to key in on bait fish. They go from feeding on stuff on the bottom and that and, and staying tight to cover to chasing bait. And so a spinner bait, um, any kind of moving bait, a, a square bill crank bait, gosh, I mean, it, the list goes on and on. But that's what I'd be throwing is just moving baits until I found them. And I might mop them up with like a, a jig or a worm or something after i've caught a few so um fluke works great in the fall transition so da, da, da. Uh, <laughs> doves are gonna go extinct with no college football tomorrow i was talking about that earlier i was like this is the first dove season where i'm not gonna be playing the georgia game while wow. we're shooting it's crazy it's but sad. yeah so we went and saw this new place we're hunting tomorrow morning Gosh, and before we stopped the truck we saw 200 birds. It's going to be crazy. I hope it's crazy. Can you say Argentina? Yeah. And we got out of the truck and saw a couple hundred more. Yeah. So we're going to have fun tomorrow. Um, I never have luck with crankbaits. What should I start with? What do you think? Um, spinnerbait. Yeah. A small spinnerbait would be what I would start with. Um, but as in crankbaits, square bills, square that's where I started. There was, it wasn't long ago, it was before YouTube, before, well, before YouTube even existed, but I was having a hard time with, with crankbaits. I couldn't get them, and I was on Bass Resource, the forum, and I, I read an article, and there was a guy on there that was really good with crane, and I just went out with a square bill and started beating the snot out of rock and riprap and everything I could find. Uh, to bang it into and still until I started catching fish and then a, a light bulb went off I figured it out slowly and I got more and more confidence in it. I caught four today on a crankbait deep yeah. deep cranking but that the start to start always start with a square bill yeah uh what favorite bait to throw in dirty water in late afternoon in hot water I've already answered that one uh, I don't think so I don't think so no favorite Late afternoon, I'm throwing, I'm dragging something. Dragging a worm. I've been dragging a worm do doing that, and my bite really never starts until in, one o'clock. In dirty water. So. Yep. So like, yeah, probably somewhere. What seasons do I like to throw lipless crankbaits? Pre-spawn and fall are the two two times I'm throwing lipless crankbaits. Yeah. <clears throat> you can catch them other times, but man, I freaking love them during those two those two times. So. 
Let's see. Um, <laughs> what would you read? Let's uh, um, see here, Rogers. Monday's forecast for 90s. Tuesday oh. snow. <laughs> Monday is forecast for 90s. Tuesday it's snow. Like Georgia weather. Any ideas how to account snow. for fishing Wednesday? <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't think I don't think the Tuesday snow will mess them up too much. Yeah. Uh, it might push them shallow, but yeah, I remember I was trout fishing when I was a teenager at Henry's Fork, Idaho, and we got there, and the first two days was snowing. I had to borrow a coat. It was in June, opening open of trout season. I had to borrow a coat to be able to survive the snow. And then the following day, it was 85 degrees and everything hatched and every fly we threw at those trout worked. So, but definitely, yeah, I don't think it'll work. I don't think it'll mess them up too much. I mean, it'll just probably move them shallow. So, and they might get active. Uh, Scoby asked me another question. I got to find it. Here it is. Uh, hey, Fluke, is there ever a good time to put lure right on braid, or do you always recommend floral leader? Um, thanks for the five bucks, by the way. I would the, the time I use full braid is when I'm punching into thick vegetation. I have a heavy, heavy rod, 65-pound braid. When I'm throwing a frog in heavy vegetation and in topwater, anything around heavy, heavy cover, where it really doesn't make a difference whether they see the line or not. And then I'm, and other than that, I'm putting a leader on it. So we got 15 more minutes. I got something to pick up. I'm not, I only have okay. four. Maybe two more. Yeah. Yep. Yep. William Stunts, thanks for the five bucks. He says, what kind of baits would you be focusing on in, say, 60 degree water? Thanks for the great content. Caught my PB this year. Thanks to you. 18 inch, inch smallie. Wow. That's awesome, man. Uh, what baits would you be focused on, say, 60 degree water? Um, moving baits, mainly crankbaits. And when it gets to 60 degrees, especially in a fall transition, like I said earlier, they get keyed in on bait. And so you can go back to throwing a jerk bait, <coughs> spinner bait. Uh, shad wrap number five in in natural shad. I think that's what the color is. Uh, chrome with a black back. That's my that's my major. That's my main go to bait. Uh, hard to cast on a bait caster, but uh, throw it on a spinning rod and you can have a have fun. So um, let's see. And thanks for the five bucks, man. I appreciate it. Justin Hawks. Uh, question on cranks. I follow fish the moment. And one of the pros he fishes with makes it sound like when water clarity gets more than a couple weeks, crankbaits are not very effective. I or a couple feet probably is what he meant. You meant to say I fish generally very clear water with eight plus uh, feet of water clarity. Uh, what is my best alternative? Typically, if I want to throw crankbaits in super clear water, I'm using clear crankbaits, as clear as I can get them. Um, your your options, who and, and he's right, and I and I'm and I think I know the pro he's fishing with. But anyway, so typically, if I'm going to throw a crankbait, I'm going to throw clear. If I'm going to throw top water, I'm going to throw clear. Um, but I'll go with like erratic baits, like a jerk bait or a fluke, especially a fluke in clear water with fluorocarbon line and everything else. 
um, you should be do do pretty good. But he's right about crankbaits. When you get that super clear water, they're very hard to use unless you're fishing really, really deep. So yeah, that's a good question. Man, that one made me think. Goodness. Josh, thanks for the five bucks. Uh, happy Friday, Gene. How much do we have to donate to get you to be in Tyler's next parody video? Have a great long weekend. You don't have to donate nothing. All he's got to do is ask. And I would love to be in his next parody video. That boy can sing. Can't rap, but he can sing. <laughs> he should rap. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you what sucked about COVID this year. I was supposed to sing the national anthem at a at a Rome Braves uh, game this year, and I was not able to do it. They canceled it. So maybe next year. So Joseph Keller, thanks for the five bucks. If you lived in South Georgia, what lake would you fish more often than others? What's that public fishing area down there? I cannot remember. There's two public fishing areas down. I can't remember the names. But those are the two I would be fishing because I know the managers. I know that the biologist that works down there and he really wants to grow big fish and he's doing a really good job of it. So that's what I would look at. Thanks for the five bucks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Weeks. Oops, I missed it. Weeks Fishing says, do you use a Tokyo rig? Yes, I do. I feel I got caught in the grass a lot. Is it better for fishing rocky bottom or hard bottom? I fish grass with it. Uh, and maybe how you're hooking it or like the VMC Tokyo rig that's out has like six or seven different hooks now. Uh, some would be good in grass, some wouldn't. But the best thing is, is your bait, how you hook it and make sure you bury that hook. And if it gets messed, it gets stuck in the grass, just pop it free and you're still fishing it. If you're punching grass if you're going down into grass and you're getting hung on the bottom there's probably no fish in there because it's probably really really thick so outside edges of grass and sparse grass and then grass as canopies is where i fish it boy i hope that made sense i felt like i was all over the place with it so but thanks man thanks for the five bucks or no you didn't give me five bucks i thought <laughs> thanks, for thanks for the question Woo! all right we got 10 minutes you got all, got all the comments I'm All right. one more. He's going to pick one more. Black Bass Angler. I want to hear Gene sing. Nah. Not right now. Not right now. By the end of these things, my, my throat's so dry. Yeah. <coughs> but, uh, but yeah, I sing. I'm a baritone bass, tenor on a good day. A good day. Uh, when I was young, I had I took voice lessons. And I, I was a soprano when I was in seventh grade first chair soprano and was proud of it and uh but now, but i instantly went to a bass so but i love to sing one of my favorite things and play the guitar jordan is a really good guitarist guitar player uh what is the best topwater lures for dirty neighborhood lakes that has barren banks and a few rocks um also has it also has wood if it's a buzz bait skirt or no skirt, always no skirt on a buzz bait, throw on a soft plastic, like a horny toad or a, or a grub or something like that. But, uh, best top water buzz baits. Fine. I love a frog, dude. They really work right along the bank. They'll work really good. Especially if you got cover, you don't have to have grass to fish a frog, especially early in the morning, but hold on tight, man. That's going to be a crazy bite. Um, 
Bryce Richardson, I have not fished upstate New York. I my bucket list is the Finger Lakes. I want to fish the Finger Lakes really bad. Uh, when I get up there one day, I'll fish them. So Roger E, thanks for the five bucks. He says, thanks for all the great content. Got me fishing again after 15 plus years. Any tips for South Florida bass fishing with all the heat and humidity here? That's the reason I didn't go down and fish Felsmere when it opens because it was stinking hot. But my when I when I talk to guys that are new down in Florida and new fishing, there's two colors of soft plastics. And Florida is everything soft plastic. Cinco's more cinco's or stick baits, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but black and blue and June bug are the two main colors down in Florida. Um, I don't know what it is about those in that Florida water with all that grass, but that's, I have a box called Florida plastics and it's full of black and blue and June bug plastic. And that's all I take. And I take some swim baits. But this time of the year, I'd be throwing a Cinco around whatever current I could find, and you'll catch some. So uh, Jordan is way better looking. <laughs> they are really trying to get that last comment. <laughs> uh, it's not working, guys. I promise. Yep. Bryce Stanton, what's going on? Uh, Lucas Gardner, I have many questions, and I, I bet you get a lot of private messages on fishing tips. What's the fastest way other than this stream to message and mail? Um, Instagram. Facebook is really hard. I try to stay up with it, but the app that, that we manage our pages, the page management app sucks. It is so hard to get into the comments and, and, and work with it. It's the most user-unfriendly thing Facebook has. But, uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, Instagram is probably the best. For sure. It's easier to check for me. Um, Thomas Oakley, can you only fish topwater extremely early in the morning? You can fish topwater whenever you notice a lot of surface action, whether it be bait fish, whether it be bass or whatever. If the bait fish are up shallow, ticking the surface, the bass are going to be up shallow and you can fish topwater. Clarks Hill Lake is a lake that has, instead of just shad, they also have blueback herring which stay shallow on sunny days. And the best top water is in the middle of the day on sunny bluebird skies with about 10 mile an hour winds. Most lakes are not that way. Most other lakes are, um, you just pay attention to the signs. And whenever you see a lot of action shallow, that's when you jump on the top water. So, and it doesn't matter what time of the day it is. Oh, my brother, David Fields. What's going on, man? Thanks for the $50, man. Welcome, welcome. You almost missed it. He says, what's up, homie? I'm late to the party. Sorry to come on down to the hill. Sorry, come on down to the hill and have a heat stroke with me. <laughs> oh, Damien was out fishing with me today on Rocky Mountain. And he was like, dude, I can't stand to watch you fish. I fish in a hoodie, one of those sun hoodies, long sleeves, long pants. I don't get sunburned. He's like, how do you do it? I said, I drink about a gallon of water and that's, I'm fine. But uh, I, don't, I don't like wearing sunscreen. So I always keep myself covered. But dude, I'd love to get down there. Just not right now. Oh. oh gosh, when is Jordan starting his own apparel logo? Why did I say that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever fished the Pacific Ocean, Southern California? I have no, not. I have not. Um, you can make a little snag shirt. <laughs> 
let's see. Did you fish Gunnersville last week? How'd you do? I did not this past week. Um, I am, I've got a few tournaments going on right now. I've got the KBF state challenge tournament, which is the first 21 days of the month. And I have to win that. I'm actually making a video about it. I have to come in first. If I come in second, I tie for the points lead for angler of the year for Georgia. And I have to have a fish off with somebody. If I win it, I win it outright. And I, I max out my points going into the championship. And so if I, if I can max out my points going to the championship, I'll be tied for the lead for with about 20 people. And then if I beat out all 20 of those people, I get angler of the year. So that's what I'm, I'm hoping for, but I have to win this month. And that's why I've been picking on Damien so much during this live deal. It's because he's the second place. And he, and I've already told him, I said, dude, I'm sandbagging. I'm not going to enter all my fish. And so it's driving him nuts and it's great. Like I said, like I told you guys earlier, I am, I am a trash talker, but I'm being honest with him. I'm not going to enter all my fish. I don't want anybody to know what I've got until the end of the tournament. So any tips on fishing small ponds with few bass? It's a public park pond. Ooh, go small and go light line. So like six pound test fluorocarbon, a Ned rig watch every video on youtube about a ned rig and go out and fish it um and you'll catch fish it that thing catches catches everything i've caught crappie bluegill catfish walleye i've caught oh tons of different types of fish but i've caught a ton of bass with it so all right so you got me some people figured out now if he picks somebody and you are no longer on here and you don't get this i'm sorry <laughs> yep but as soon as i get off of here the guys who win these go on facebook my facebook page or my uh my instagram page and leave me your address so i can get 13 to ship you some jabber jaws let me get it to focus there we go this camera has a horrible time. Yeah. So basically, what it is for you guys who are just joining us, it is a square bill crankbait that has no rattles on the inside. The rattle is the bill that goes back and forth and hits a little metal plate that's inside there. And it sounds just like a chatterbait. It's a chatterbait. And literally the third cast I ever made one of these things, I caught a fish. It's crazy. So we got six of them we're giving away. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and name six the six people. Who win it? And Hogjaws Outdoors is one of them. The next one is Tad Myers. The next one is Kenyatta Bush. Evan Gary. William Stunts. And the last one is David Carlson. <laughs> Have I ever fished with Black Tiff H? I have. Once. Yep. When he was before he before he even had a hundred thousand subscribers. Yep. So I have. But yeah, congratulations, you guys. You get a jabber jaw, which are very hard to find right now. Um, and I will get there as soon as I have everybody's address, I'll start sending them to 13 and get them to ship it to you. So, but I appreciate everybody. Thank you for your questions. Uh, don't forget to enter my stuck on fluke giveaway which is go to my website buy a sticker 
stick it on something, put it on Instagram, hashtag stuck on fluke and tag me. And we pick a winner at the end of the month for a $50 tackle warehouse gift card and a $50 gift card to my website. And then in May, we choose a winner from the winners to go fishing with me. So it ought to be a lot of fun. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to get off of here. And go save my voice. Maybe watch a little Call of Duty before I go upstairs. But uh, like I always say, be sure to introduce somebody to fishing. Introduce them to my channel. Let me help you teach them how to fish. More importantly, get out on the water. Go ahead and catch some fish and have a great day. We'll see you.